Badass Writers Podcast. Originally, I'd planned to add some audio recordings of my blog posts to make it more accessible for everyone, but now it's kind of turned into an actual podcast. I'm really excited to start building this community of badass writers. So in the future, I plan to have other writers in all stages of writing come on and chat about their writing journeys. It's my goal to continue to provide tips and how-tos and advice so that writers can go from brand new to badass. And I think having a podcast will just add to the experience and make it more fun. It's always great to connect with other writers, and I'm really looking forward to that. For now, I'm going to continue with my original plan and get the three-part series uploaded. And just a quick note to say that in my first episode yesterday about queries and blurbs, I did make an error. So when I was talking about pitches, I had said a 280-word pitch. That should definitely be 280-character pitch. Rookie recording mistake. So this is the second part of a three-part querying pitching synopsis um, blog series. So today we're going to talk about pitches. So in my last blog post, which was part one, I talked about queries and specifically the book blurb, the back cover copy that entices people to read your book. Initially, that reader is the agent, and that's how you hook them into wanting to read your pages. Now let's talk about pitches. These pitch events take place several times throughout the year on Twitter. There are some that include all age categories and genres, like PitMad, and some that are geared towards certain genres, like, for example, SFF Pit or Pit Dark, etc. There's also PB Pitch for those who write children's picture books. You can Google for a list of various pitch events on Twitter. A Twitter pitch event is where you get to pitch your manuscript in the great wide world of Twitter, and by using appropriate hashtags, agents will then search for what kind of books they're looking for and hopefully find yours. You can increase your odds of getting found by connecting with other writer friends so you can all support each other during the pitch events via comments and retweets, but not likes. The like button is only for agents during pitch parties. When an agent likes a pitch, it's an invitation to skip the slush pile and send them your query, and sometimes they'll ask for more material right up front. Just check the agent's tweet about what they want in pitch queries. Sounds fun, right? I personally like pitch events. I was so excited about the first PitMad, the biggest one there is, and was overwhelmed with it. It's a full day of three pitches sent out between 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and retweeting your fellow writers' pitches to support them and constantly looking to see if you got any agent likes. Then there's Pit Dark, which is even busier because by that point, I had two full manuscripts ready to send out to agents and that particular event allows for one pitch every hour per manuscript from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. That is a busy day, let me tell you. But participating gives you a chance to be seen by agents that are particularly interested in representing your genre. And the best part about pitch parties is that you get to meet all these other writers and build relationships with them. To me, that's the most important part of this journey. So how do you compose a tweet-sized pitch? Crafting a pitch is, again, not easy. No one ever said this writing thing would be easy. It's essentially compressing your entire manuscript, squeezing it as tight as you can until only the absolute most important elements come flopping out, and this is what you get. MC plus inciting incident plus goal plus conflict plus stakes. You want to craft it in such a way that shows tension. The more tension, the better. What will happen if your MC goes on this journey and what will happen if they don't? The bigger the stakes, the more tension there is, and that's what's going to draw agent likes, which is ultimately your goal here. End it on a jaw-dropping line and you've got a winner. One of the many ways to craft a pitch is one like this. Comp meets comp. Age descriptor MC name is living this norm, but when inciting incident happens, this major plot change causes this tensiony thing. Pronoun must major decision. If pronoun doesn't, this terrible thing will happen. 
That's your stakes. And then plot twist, mic drop, hashtags. I know that sounds confusing. We'll take a look at some in just a few minutes, some actual pitches. You can do it in any creative order you want to. Just make sure the most important elements are there. Try to get as many of those elements in as possible. Comps and pitches can be different than the comps you use in your query. In your query, you don't want to put your debut novel beside the biggest book of the year, something that's super popular and famous. You want to show the agent you're well-read in your genre and that you have an idea of where to best position your novel, next to like novel friends. But in pitches, Go crazy with comps. The idea behind a pitch is to grab an agent's attention, so the flashier you can make it, the better. You can use hugely popular comps, movies, TV shows, books, songs, authors, songwriters. Just make sure whatever comps you're using actually match in some way to the tone, theme, or plot of your novel. It might sound easier to just learn how to cast a magic spell for perfect pitches, right? But I promise you, you've got this. Let's do an exercise. Print out your query blurb. Grab a highlighter. Forget about all the other words and just highlight the most important elements of your blurb. Main characters, inciting incident, goals, conflicts, stakes, and anything twisty that really stands out. Now, take those elements and open up a tweet window. Practice different ways of pulling that pitch together using those main elements. Remember, you know your entire story, so use your mad writing skills and knowledge of the plot to craft the hookiest pitch you can. Below are some really great examples of successful pitches. I contacted the authors to get permission to showcase them here and break them down so you can see how they're crafted and what works so well with them. So here's a fantastic pitch from DV Pitch that I'd like to dissect. Elle Mar had a total of 21 agent likes and five publisher likes on this pitch, and she went on to become represented by one of those agents. She has since sold two thrillers and has a third one out in the spring of 2022. So here's her pitch. Mixed race twins Shayna and Angela were closer than sticky rice at dim sum before Angela moved to Paris. Then Angela disappears. Shayna travels to Paris to pack up her sister's apartment where she finds a note. Alive. Trust no one hashtags follow. So let's look here. Mixed race twins. So there's your descriptor. She names her MCs, Shana and Angela. They were closer than sticky rice at dim sum. So that's their norm. Before Angela moved to Paris. So that's the inciting incident. Then Angela disappears. Tension. Shana travels to Paris. That's a major plot change for her. To pack up her sister's apartment where she finds a note. Alive. Trust no one. So there's super tension right there. So this has got a lot of those elements and this was ultimately what led her to her agent, which is fantastic. Sometimes getting creative and not following the standard format, which could potentially change from contest to contest, year to year, can sometimes work in your favor as it did here. Elle infused so much tension into this pitch, it didn't even need to mention any major stakes or what big decision must be made because it's obvious with how she structured it. We have the main characters, their normal world, something that disrupts it, an inciting incident, a major plot change, and danger. We know something happened with Shayna's sister and that she's alive, so this instantly sparks curiosity. We want to know what happens and are eager to go on this journey with Shayna to find out what happened to Angela. Here's an example of a pit mad pitch that got 13 agent likes and six publisher editor likes. The author, Lauren Brown, went on to become represented, but not by an agent that liked this particular pitch. This goes to show that not everyone's journey to success is the same, but it's still such a great pitch and it definitely played a role in her querying journey. So 
Let's analyze it. At the top are her comps. The hunting party meets Big Little Lies. When Maya returns to Princeton for her 15-year reunion, a young woman is found dead. As she gets closer to uncovering the truth, she risks exposing her own dark secrets. Upmarket thriller, 88K, hashtags. So this is a little bit different because typically we don't have the genre or the word count in a pitch, but that doesn't mean it's not gonna work. So here, it worked. So she's got popular comps. She's got Maya, the MC, returns to Princeton, so that's her inciting incident, for her 15-year reunion. So this gives a general age of the MC. A young woman is found dead. So there's tension and an uh-oh moment. As she gets closer to uncovering the truth, so here's plot change, it's outside the norm for her, she risks exposing her own dark secrets. So stakes and tension are there, and it alludes to secrets or dark past. So there's all kinds of intrigue in here. So after this, I asked Lauren if she would be willing to do a little author interview with me. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up on my blog. So one more example is from a writer friend of mine who connected with her agent through Pit Dark. Jessica Payne is the host of Mom's Writers Club, a bi-weekly Twitter chat, which is amazing by the way, and the YouTube channel of the same name which she co-hosts with fellow author Sarah Reed. Jess's debut is due out in the spring of 2022. This pitch was after many others had been posted and liked, but this is the one that did it for her. All it took was one like, and this was the agent that she signed with. Comps are at the top. You meets an anonymous girl. Desperate to escape her sociopath boyfriend, Noelle arranges for her own kidnapping. But when he uncovers her deception, she must beat him at his own twisted game of cat and mouse if she hopes to survive. Let's break this down. So she's got great comps at the top. Desperate to escape, there's a goal. Her sociopath boyfriend. So she's introducing the antagonist and it's an intriguing threat. Noelle, the MC's name, arranges for her own kidnapping. That is twisty. That's a twisty plot. When he uncovers her deception, so there's a threat, she must beat him, that's another goal, at his own twisted game of cat and mouse, so there's obstacle, if she hopes to survive. Stakes. The whole thing is full of tension. So this was a great pitch, and like I said, it led just to her agent, which is fantastic. One important thing to keep in mind is that pitching is not the only path to publication. In fact, it's less common to find an agent that way than it is from simply cold querying, but you certainly won't find an agent through a pitch event if you don't participate. So you really have nothing to lose. Give it a shot, it's fun and it gives you experience and it connects you with other writers. So crack those knuckles, stretch those out of the box thoughts and craft the best pitch you can. Remember how in the exercise above, I suggested you use your blurb and pull out only the most important elements? So using my query letter examples from part one, let's focus on the blurbs and see some pitches I came up with. The one that I'll read first was used in pitch events and saw some action. The next one I'll read was also used in some pitch events and has an agent like who has asked for a partial. So this is something that's recent. All of the full and partial requests came from the pitch event agent likes, which is pretty lit. See what I did there? No, just me. <clears throat> okay, moving on. Okay, let's take a look at the first one. Medium meets Quantum Leap. Now, let me just say, Quantum Leap is an old show. It's an old TV series. I originally didn't have it. I, I never even thought about it, but there was a rerun on one night and I saw it and I'm like, holy crap, what he does fits my MC and, and her situation almost perfectly. So I knew it was a popular TV series and I knew that some of the agents are around my age and would remember it. 
So I decided to use it, why not? So medium meets quantum leap. 40 year old terrified Jennifer holds a seance with ancestors to solve a 160 year old murder and save her daughter from a haunted fate. But a ghostly touch transports her to 1859 UK where her family tree could hold the answers and hold her captive forever. Hashtags. So you get the comps at the beginning. The agent descriptor, 40-year-old terrified Jennifer, the MC, holds a seance with ancestors. So that's the inciting incident. To solve a 106-year-old murder, that's the plot, and save her daughter. So that is the goal and the stakes. From a haunted fate, but a ghostly touch, plot, but a ghostly touch transports her to 1859 UK. So this is part of the plot, and it also hints at a dual timeline where her family tree could hold the answers. Now this could be a threat, it could be help, so that has intrigue there. And hold her captive forever, so that's stakes and tension. So the next one, it's for the same manuscript, and this is something that I used several months later, which also got some action, some agent action. Medium meets Ghostwood Song. Buried secrets cause a 19th century murdered ancestor to haunt Jennifer's family. If she, a terrified medium, doesn't help, her daughter is condemned to a haunted fate. She quantum leaps to 1859 to find his killer, risking her own life to do it. And then the hashtags. So again, the comps at the beginning. Buried secrets, that's intrigue cause a 19th century murdered ancestor to haunt Jennifer's family. So I'm introducing intrigue, an inciting incident, and the MC all in that line. If she, a terrified medium, so there's the intriguing descriptor, doesn't help, she has to make that decision, her daughter is condemned to a haunted fate. So that, it stakes, she doesn't want her daughter to have to go through that. She quantum leaps, see what I did there? A, she's being thrown into a new world, but also quantum leaps, it kind of kind of sneakily introduces a third comp without listing it as a comp. Into 1859, so again, that hints at a dual timeline, to find his killer, stakes, to find his killer, that's her goal, risking her own life to do it, stakes and tension. This pitch is one that I've written for my current work in progress. So I've, I've scheduled it for a future Pitmad date, just in case I'm not agented by then. Bly Manor meets Mexican Gothic. 27-year-old regretful mom Kate and daughter Sophie move to Lockwood Manor. A ghostly family curse is revived. Genetic memories could help, but a heartbreaking reunion with a past haunt forces an impossible decision. Kate can save Sophie or her secret, but not both. So... This is only one that I've come up with and it was just an example I threw in here. Got my comps at the top, I've got the age and descriptor of the main character, I've got her daughter who's also, you know, not the main character but she's pretty crucial to the story. Moved to Lockwood Manor, so the norm is disrupted. Ghostly family curse is revived, so that's the plot and the threat. Genetic memories that introduces intrigue. A heartbreaking reunion plot twist. Past haunt alludes to a secret. Impossible decision, so that is her decision she has to make. Kate can save Sophie or her secret, not both. So that's, she's got stakes there. There's tension, there's all kinds of stuff going on there. And a mic drop, not both. She can't save Sophie and her secret, she has to choose one or the other. How does she do that? And obviously a mom is gonna wanna save her daughter above anything else. So what is so important about that secret that makes it such an impossible decision for her? So we'll see how that goes. 
You can also experiment with form too. I'm seeing more and more pitches that use bullet points or emoji bullets, and the pitch is in a list format. It's creative and fun, and it works. I've seen many other writers get lots of likes on them, and I've gotten several agent likes on my emoji bulleted list pitches like this one. Haunting of Bryn Wilder meets Medium. Medium afraid of ghosts. Ancestor who needs help. Murder. Time travel. 19th century England, a family curse. If Jennifer can't solve Jared's 1859 murder, her daughter and future descendants will suffer his haunts. And there's uh, hashtags at the bottom there. So not my strongest pitch, but it's certainly got a lot of attention. Don't forget to leave space for your comps and put them in all caps at the top. And your hashtags, and you look at the hashtags for each pitch event as they are sometimes different. You generally don't want to put your book's title in a pitch. Your title doesn't matter at this stage and it takes up valuable space you need to explain your story in the most enticing way. Note, it's a good idea to craft several pitches because you are allowed to pitch multiple times for each manuscript in most pitch contests. How many times depends on the rules of each pitch contest. Change the wording around a bit, use different comps, etc. Take advantage and take as many chances as you can to get your pitches seen. And just as a side note here too, if you have a dual POV, you can experiment with, you know, one pitch you can have from the protagonist's point of view, one pitch you can have from the antagonist's point of view, for example. And remember, there's really no hard and fast rule to crafting a pitch. The only thing to make sure you do is follow the rules for each pitch event. Other than that, go wild. But these standard guidelines and tips can help you make the most of your precious real estate in an effective way. Big note here, do not include a mood board or aesthetics in your pitch unless it is allowed in the event. That one's pretty big. I absolutely love mood boards. I love creating them. I love looking at them. I love the tone they represent, but they are generally not allowed and frowned upon in most pitch events. When in doubt, reach out to the event host for clarification on rules. And here's one more important tip. Make sure when you're crafting your pitches, you get some eyes on them. The feedback we can get from our writer friends is invaluable. It's imperative that we not skip this step because it's our chance to see what our brain isn't showing us. We know what the story is and what we're trying to say, but sometimes it doesn't translate onto the page that way. Having a few other writers take a look and offer suggestions for improvement will only help you learn and grow as a writer. Thank you to the authors for allowing me to showcase their wonderful pitches here. Feel free to reach out here with any questions you may have about pitching. If you read my previous post on how to craft queries and book blurbs, you may have noticed at the bottom that I do offer query critiques. If this is something you're interested in, find out more on my website. And if you let me know you read this or listen to it and need help crafting pitches, I'll throw in some pitch critiques as well. The next PitMad event is coming quickly, December 2nd, 2021. Do you have your manuscript complete and polished, query package ready, and pitches crafted? So one more quick thing, be sure to check out the Badass Writers Swag Shop on my website at KathleenFox.com. You can get notebooks and coffee mugs and Christmas ornaments and totes and t-shirts and pet bowls and all kinds of things. And stay tuned for part three, which is all about the dreaded synopsis. Thanks so much for tuning in.